When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, I'm Chris Fafalius, and I'm the producer of Chris Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience, and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting, and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can check out our website at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. Rewatched it because I remember I was like, I might have missed some things. And, oh, the Atlanta uh, episode. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, last night's episode. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I thought whole, you meant the Zoe's, yeah. the new Zoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we watched both. Well, I actually did not watch Zoe. I'm three episodes behind. But we have to watch it for this podcast. Otherwise, we would have nothing to talk to you about. Well, actually, I'm sure we could think <laughs> of many you. things to talk you. to you yeah, about. But... <laughs> watch episode six and seven and eight. Two of the three are caught up. Wait. Okay, got it. <laughs> okay, so let's just say for the, for the pod, we've got Kapil yeah, Tallwalker here. Yeah, we're recording right now. Yes, oh, we're, we're recording. recording. We're so excited. He's from Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist for nobody. For nobody. <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know, we're very excited to have him on. We're How you very doing? excited. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't see this, but he is sitting outside. We have a beautiful green tree behind him. <laughs> yes. It's really working for us. It's putting us in like this great mood. Yeah, perfect setup. You should be jealous. Unless you can't it's see it. Gorgeous. Wait, the listeners can't see it. <laughs> yeah. but it's beautiful. We've got trees. We've got a beautiful garden. Yes. We're not even going to talk about Atlanta. We're just going to describe the different positions we <laughs> yeah. get on the camera. Now we're lounging. We're, Love it. We're relaxed. We're lounging. We're just lounging. We're, we're chilling today, guys. We're just, you know. Amazing. So I have to ask, first and foremost, as a hardcore fan of the show Atlanta, why this episode? This kind of caught me off guard. Because I know that you'd probably expect me to say Teddy Perkins <laughs> or the bottle episode. Yeah, 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 I sent a text to Kathleen today and was like, I would have bet money the second someone picked Atlanta that they would pick the Teddy Perkins episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I would have bet hard cash because it's like Donald Glover in that white face makeup as the creepy old man is forever burned into my brain. Like, it is the scariest <laughs> yep. thing I've ever seen in it's my life. It's so scary. I didn't even, first of all, when I first watched that episode, I didn't even know it was him. So. <laughs> Me neither. I watched it today, and I and he said, "Yeah, 
Donald Glover in the wave. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I didn't realize it was him either. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy. And I mean, look, I've, I have like talked about that episode. And I've also like that one, the bottle episode with Paperboy on that talk show. That one was great too. And there's a couple others that I really like. But I, I wanted to talk about this one in particular because of a variety of reasons. All right, let's dive into it. Yeah, let's yeah, talk let's about it. Wait, so let's talk about what episode it is. Oh, yeah, we should probably we, tell We them. haven't said that yet. <laughs> so we're talking about season two, episode nine, North of the Border. I've never seen this show in my life. I've never even heard of it, which uh, might sound crazy to you, but this is every ep- everything we record. I'm like, I've never heard of this show before. Yeah. Is this new? And it's like, no, it's on Comedy Central. I don't yeah. know how you don't know what this show is. You're, like, you're you also know. three episodes behind on, on the Zoe's <laughs> arc, which is essentially my entire massive arc. <laughs> she's season, she's so. useless. If, <laughs> if it makes you feel better, I'm also behind on Grey's Anatomy and A Million Little Things. I'm behind on everything. I hit these like weird things in my life where I'm like really into TV and then I just like slowly go downhill and I stop watching it but then I eventually come back you up know, and we have a TV podcast blame it on the pregnancy yeah I'm also 20 weeks pregnant so like if that's not an excuse <laughs> you know, yes. yeah so congrats, congrats. thanks so that's my excuse for everything for the next <laughs> four and a half months is that I'm pregnant You're like I shut up I'm pregnant <laughs> I'm pregnant okay I'll get to it when I get to it God <laughs> Yeah, no, there'll be plenty of time when you're not able to sleep taking care of a baby at two in the morning <laughs> to get caught up on Zoe's. Yeah. <laughs> I will happily talk yeah. about Tobin's arc, though, because I fucking love you on that you show. You are killing it this season, oh side God. note. You know, I'm very blessed with the with the content and the material. The, the episode about just the systemic racism in the workplace mm-hmm. and that episode leading into uh, episode seven where Tobin like goes a little bit back to, like, you know, fun Tobin on the road, you know, and then in love. There's yes. like so many different as an actor. It's such a joy to be able to play so, so many different sides to to this character dramatically, emotionally, in love, singing, dancing, all this kind of stuff. I, I mean, it's a dream, truly. You know what I was thinking? So I was watching Zoe last night because I was like, all right, this is my motivation to <laughs> to catch up. And I watched two episodes, which, okay, like, cut me some slack. All right, I'm pregnant. <laughs> okay. So I was sitting there, and I'm like, and I guess, like, the simple answer is, like, this is why people are, are actors and actresses. But, like, I could never st- sit still like that while people, people perform around me. Like, in all the music scenes, like, everyone freezes and that one person that's singing is singing but they are like so fucking frozen yeah. i'm like bravo i mean i i got i'm just gonna keep bragging about myself i got headed for stardom in high school <laughs> and i can't do that and i'm obviously i mean thriving headed for stardom you can see right here you know <laughs> i was actually supposed to be zoe but i turned it down right it's just like it's fascinating to me that was like the one thing i noticed i'm like dude how the fuck do they stay frozen for that long uh how do we say frozen? We just don't do anything. You yeah. just like don't yeah. move. Like how I don't... does how does it feel to know that she she staring watched, at the people? Yeah, in the she back. watched she yeah. watched Zoe's and she wasn't you know yeah you're fine at acting <laughs> and you're really good at singing and dancing but it's your ability to stand perfectly still that really floored her. Apparently. Now that's something really we want like, to talk about. <laughs> Yo, look, we haven't caught up with the episode. These are the questions. <laughs> That's why we keep her on the pod. She has the she has the tough questions. Look, if, let's do it right now. We're, Tobin's breaking out in songs. Don't move. 
It's easy. Shut yeah, up. I, just, I, I think the hardest it. thing I will say is I'm just floored by the choreography of it all. Yeah. I, I mean, I saw a tweet from Austin Winsberg probably after Sunday's episode, and he was just like, every episode feels like an opening night and then it's over so he feels like so many emotions going through it and yeah. I remember like every time I've ever performed in something like when it ended I'm fucking devastated yeah. and seeing that tweet I'm like wow every episode really is such a performance such a show such like a the, the reason I like Zoe is because like there's there's a, a overarching arc but then there's also like every episode has something they're tackling or or its own story that's happening i just fucking love it it's yeah. so good i'm like so impressed by it yeah i mean mandy moore is incredible every song there's sometimes we we rehearse for days and days and days for example the the chair number in episode two where our baby did mm -hmm. a bad bad thing that one we had to rehearse for so long and there's some that we just rehearsed for a few hours and we're like now let's go she just knows how to get into our brains individually on what she needs to execute uh her vision of this and then being able to help us help her because like knowing how our bodies walk and our bodies move mm -hmm. and how to serve the vision that she wants best it's that's what's so exciting about it. She and the whole team dance, you know, Jillian Myers, Jeff Mortensen, the three of them are so talented. And, and something that I look forward to constantly on the show is when we go up there for, for, for team dance because it's it's like we're just playing yeah. and uh, we're, we're making something together from scratch. And uh, she's got this idea and we're willing to let things go and make things change. And there's sometimes we make changes on the fly, you know, and, and black man in a white world, you know, going back to your question about staying still, I actually was still the whole time watching Black Man in a White World. And good thing when I was frozen, I was facing John and I was able to watch all of it. It was beautiful. Yeah. Like just to watch a colleague of mine just crush it yep. in such a big way. And it's like he those are moves that his body naturally gravitate towards. And then with Luther and Mandy working together, they made that song so incredible. So, so you know, props to the whole team. That's I can't speak highly of them enough. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That was the episode I watched last night, and that is a powerful ass episode. And it's so so good. We were talking about it before yeah. mm -hmm. you came on. It's just it's incredible. Like I don't even really have like words for it. Like it, it was it was great. I loved it. And yeah. I think it was a story that needed. To, to be, be told. told because yep. obviously we've got three white as hell people and like, <laughs> sitting yeah. here hosting the show. So like it's important to have those perspectives that we may not have ever even been able to like, yeah, like television, music, podcasting. It's such a great way for these voices that we would have never really had a way to hear that side of things be explained in a way that we can connect to and relate. Yep. And I, I think Zoe's did one of the best jobs at showing us that. Mm -hmm. As an actor, what a, I mean, wonderful thing to be able to, you know, do, to be able to go from comedy, masked by pain, to drama, to an intense emotional arc, back to comedy, to singing. It's just, for it was so artistically fulfilling. And then also the fact that Austin consulted all the people of color that were involved in the creative process of it to make sure we got it as right as we could. I mean, there's that point where we just have to let go and be like, all right, it's, we've got to let go now. Like we can't keep controlling over, over this. And then I just felt so heard during that process. Mm -hmm. And I've known, I've known horror stories of people, you know, doing 
something like this that they weren't listened to and they weren't heard, but it was so beautiful to be part of this. And, you know, it helps me say that I can, this is something I really stand by and what we made and I'm proud of. Yeah, Tracks of My Tears was fucking amazing. It was beautiful. We love that number for you. And especially because I, I like that you said that. It, you really, Tobin's character is a goof. Like, uh, what's the one line? I fucking loved it. We've done two Zoe's episodes. You can go back. There's receipts. I'm like, more Tobin. <laughs> and then the delivery of, sup, Zoe, death becomes you. Love the sweater. And the high five just <laughs> fucked me up. I was like, yes. That was my best. That was my favorite line of the episode. So I, but then it's so nice to see, one, the, that the Reckoning episode was so, like, Julie said important and you got I loved your arc through that and then I do like the sixpence none the richer stuff when you see that you're probably gonna end up with Mackenzie I was like yes like give me more of that we love that and then the reprise at the end when everyone's just like flirting during the sixpence none the richer yeah. reprise I'm like yeah, yeah well we'll see if that happens uh-huh. no. the thing with the, the, the most fun that I have playing Tobin is that you get lines on a page that are like death becomes you Love the sweater. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that if something doesn't work at the table read, it's going to get cut. When I get it, the hardest I work is the night or two before the table read. Because I want to make the jokes work through my artistic vehicle. Mm -hmm. Right? And sometimes there's very little that I need to do. It just works as it is. And sometimes I get to have a little bit of creative freedom with how I choose to deliver it. And I just knew that if I didn't be as, as cheeky with that line as possible, it would fall flat. Yeah. It would be mean. So thank you. And <laughs> some of my favorite lines are the ones where I'm playing against the choice of the way the line is written mm, rather yeah. than with the choice of the line. Right. Well, I'll tell Um, you, I think Tobin's the only one who could have said that line. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And I love that Tobin just popping in and out all the time is one of my favorite things of the show. I love it. And I'll tell you, Camille, once me and you were DMing because I storied something about you one time and you answered it back and we were going back and forth for a little bit. And I was like, (laughs) this guy's great. Yeah. No, of course. (laughs) Yeah. So... I'm sure that we'll bring up Zoe's some okay, more. Yeah, we I do want to get us into Atlanta, but I also apologies. The first show you picked, we literally just finished recording an episode oh, yes. on. So I do want to give you at least a quick second oh, to talk about fine. how much you love Succession. Because... <laughs> I'm a huge Succession fan, but I also love talking about Atlanta. Okay. Because as a person of color, that's a show that if it was based on like Indian people, Indian American people, I would want it to be as real and as wittily made as Atlanta is Mm. and the way the artistic elements, the way it's shot. I love everything about that. I feel like it's very similar to kind of what Aziz was doing with master of none as well, where it's not serialized television. Really. It's almost like these individual sketches that are just snapshots of a day in the life, but it really allows Donald Glover's creativity to just go all over the place with like genre and storytelling and, and everything. Right. If you notice, there's two things in terms of the way it's shot that as you watch more of it, I want to point out because it's my favorite. I really love the way they use wide shots, use the location of Atlanta as par- as a, almost like a character. So if there's someone's having a conversation, they'll show the whole house and then you'll like hear the conversation or sometimes they'll show a whole field and them walking in a field. 
And I love that about the show because sometimes we forget where they are and it's just like a constant reminder of where they're at. And that's what I really love about it. And also the second thing, I love how they use negative framing, which is like, you know, the thing where they do where they only like they'll have the characters on like one side of the of the screen, like the bottom left or the bottom right. And then most of the frame is filled with like other stuff. And but the actors will be on like an edge of the frame. I love that because it makes you sort of feel how uncomfortable they are in the scene. So those are the two things I really love. And they use that really well in this episode, North of the Border, when Paperboy is sitting on that bed with the girl who mm. is like obsessed with the blood and the alligator. <laughs> and he's like on the edge of the bed. And the way they've shot it is like they're only in one small quadrant and the rest of it is just this girl's bed. Yeah. And they and Atlanta uses so many of those shots. And I'm, I just think it's just beautiful storytelling. And it just because it, it makes you feel like I'm uncomfortable watching this, you know? <laughs> That's one reason why I wanted to take that up. And the other reason I wanted to bring this up is because of the way they juxtapose things like the Confederate flag in the back of that conversation with two dudes talking to a, a fraternity in the South <laughs> that oh idolizes them and then are trying to fit in, but have the Confederate flag behind them. (laughs) It's crazy to me. It's so beautifully done. I want to get your thoughts on on the episode. I love that you explained the the first bullet. I love that that's one of the reasons you chose this. It so shows that you're like in the biz and are aware because everything you're explaining to me, like how you were feeling watching it is how I felt. But I don't know that I could pinpoint that as I watch like, oh, I'm feeling uncomfortable with them, not only because they're making me feel uncomfortable or whatever, but because of the way that they shot it. And that's that's something that like I really wish I could be more knowledgeable about and be able to pick out. So I love that. I've never seen this show before. It's been on my list for a really long time because I love Donald Glover. I sobbed when Troy left Community because he was the best character. It's like, and this is obviously so different than Community. This happened really fast. So thank you for coming on really fast. But I was going to binge the whole damn thing. So I watched the pilot and then I watched the, what's it called? Teddy Perkins. Teddy Perkins episode. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, (laughs) as if that's supposed to give me an idea of what this show is. Like, not really. But when we get into it, I'll talk about it. I like it. I'm going to go back and re-binge the whole thing because why not? It's only 21 episodes and I love him. But I knew that this was one of those shows because one of my best friends, Kevin, was recommending recommending it to me. So it's one of those shows where I knew I was going to be reading recaps and reviews. I do that to every show anyway because I knew that the thing that made this show so special is the way they shoot it and is all of Donald's like subtle genius in it. You know, well, and and I would say rewatching it one of one of the things because I binge this in like a day and a half, like the whole series. So like I don't think a lot of it stuck with me that first time. So like when I was rewatching it, one of the things that jumped out to me, and, and this I guess comes from like being someone who grew up watching so much Wes Anderson, so much like Kevin Smith, so much of these like indie filmmakers that are very character based is the little character decisions that add that element of reality to it. And like this thing, the thing that jumps to my mind is like the choice of Darius to just jump up and walk across the picnic table when they're walking over to the girl's house, like stuff like that, yeah. where I'm like, I have a friend in mind that I know if we were walking somewhere and there's a picnic <laughs> yeah. table, he's going to jump up and walk across the picnic table for no 
real reason or the conversation in the back of the car where the the bodyguard just like yo i think someone's telling us no nah, never mind they turned and it's <laughs> yeah. like i feel like that yeah. all the time if a car follows me for more than two turns yeah oh my god there's sometimes i won't even put on my turning signal because i think someone's following me and i'm like i'm yeah. gonna turn <laughs> it's so perfect because it's like what i love about that is like they use that to like get me to relate to it which is awesome but what it like storytelling wise it's to set up that that's the sort of person the bodyguard guy is yeah he's like on on edge and he will like is like trigger happy with his bodyguarding even like the attention to detail and like obviously this is a show that's rooted in hip-hop and r&b just out the jump so like something as subtle as the fact that Earn, Paperboy, and Darius are wearing the pajamas from the TLC Creep music video is like so funny and such like a great little like in reference. Because I noticed it at first, I was like, yo, Darius's pajamas are incredible. And then as they all showed up, I'm like, it's the Creep music video. They're dressed like TLC. Yeah, so funny. <laughs> yeah. W one of my favorite things about Atlanta is the misdirects that you never know. You think you know where some something is headed, but it's never that place. And we, you know, when you bring it, you bring up the pajamas. I'm like, wow, like what a like red herring, which is sort of like the whole show. Where of like you think you think it's gonna be this, but it's really like what? How did that happen? You know? Because <laughs> like any other show, this would end with Earn winning the boxing fight against the bodyguard. Like it would be like a hero's journey. But in Atlanta, we literally just watch him get the shit beat out yeah, of him. Yeah. Which I hated. I was like <laughs> totally rooting for him. I hated the fucking bodyguard. I thought yeah. he was so annoying. I was like, beat the shit out of him. Dude, Donald Glover's acting when he's almost down for the count on the very first punch is so funny oh, to me. I know. <laughs> It's sad. And then he just gets back in the car, completely <laughs> defeated. Did you notice that, like, they had a really, really wide shot of Earn tiny the car and then, like, just at the Atlanta woods behind them? I fucking love that shot because it's like, wow, look how minuscule he is made to feel because of this moment. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know if we would ever, like, feel that if we just had a standard, like, over-the-shoulder, over-the-shoulder shot, and then him on the ground, like, close up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you see from a, a wide, like, angle of, of how that looks like, and I was like, whoa, that is awesome. I also, the, the like, film nerd in me watched that scene, too, and was like, I have a feeling they stole this shot. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like, what do you mean by that? So sure. stealing a shot is like you don't pay to use the location. So you have to film from like a far distance so that people don't oh. realize that you're filming uh, anything. So like oh. a lot of Curb Your Enthusiasm's stolen shots because they're not going to pay money to like film a scene where he's talking to Hurley on the street, for example. Yes. So like remember that was like shot like really awkwardly. Yeah. It's because there was probably like a crew like two streets away trying to film it in a close-up mm -hmm. so that people didn't know that they were like walking around something being filmed. Mm -hmm. Is I have a question. Is there, so the three episodes I watch, honestly, like Donald Glover, besides being the actual scary person in, in the other episode I watch, it, does he, like, I watched the pilot and then I watched exactly 19 episodes later and he doesn't look like he has any more clout or respect from the gang. Do we do we ever see any wins for, for Earn? Well, I'm not going to, oh, I won't ruin it for you, but I will say, though, that no. <laughs> it's more, it's like Curb in the sense it's like you actually sort of want him to lose sometimes because you want him to learn his lesson. 
And I know you mentioned, by the way, that that you didn't want to see him get beat up. I felt the same thing. And then on a rewatch today, I was like, yeah, he totally deserves to get beat up by this guy. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions. Like, I I was going to ask, is, like, he considered, like, a good guy or a bad guy? Because it's like, do you want it? Like, I was thinking the same way. Like, as someone that watches it all the time, like, is it, like... uh, are we rooting for yeah, him or like, not? Like, are we rooting for him or are we like, no, like, you deserve to get the, he, the shit beat out of you? I, I mean, for a show like this, it's so rooted in reality. It's kind of more of like in real life. There isn't really like good guys, bad guys. There's yeah. just people acting in desperation to change their situation. And he just goes about it in really kind of fucked up selfish ways more mm-hmm. often than not. Like, the show is very much him trying to ride his cousin's success to have his own type of success. Mm. Like, that is the whole premise of this show. (laughs) Now, I find it interesting when you have such polarizing characters. There's not been a single episode of Atlanta that I didn't have a deep conversation with whoever I was watching with after. In a weird way, like my the character that I like the most, and I think it's not a unique thought, is Darius. Like I I like Darius so much. But I also feel like Darius works as a character because his whole thing is literally just like he's not there to impress anybody. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. he's just gonna do his thing. And that is kind of I think that that's what makes him the most likable character is that he's really not being selfish at all. He's not being anything, really. No sort of like Machiavellian thing. He's not opportunist like the other people in the sh- in the in the show where they're trying to make the best of a situation and trying to get something. He's just like, I want to hang with my friends. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, I'm just going to buy this piano. Oh, I'm just going to buy this thing. He's not like playing chess like some of the other characters are. Dude, him um, sniffing out the weed at the frat house. Yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> insane. <laughs> the entire frat house scene was just so well, insane. Let me tell you. So when when they show up to the frat house and they're outside and they get invited in, right? At that moment where it was cutting to the downstairs scene, which is like easily the most like what the fuck scene, I looked down because I got a text. I opened it and looked up. So three seconds, like I didn't t- I didn't text back or anything. I look. I was looking down. I looked up and all of a sudden there's like ten white guys completely naked with bags over their heads and a Confederate flag and they're just sitting on that couch and I was like, what the fuck just happened <laughs> i was like where did that what what so i rewound it of course because like, to get those two seconds back they sent a few episodes of the second season to the like the critics committee you know to judge for the emmys and the golden globes etc right and usually when you get these screeners it's like they would blur out the penises but what's interesting is like on hulu they don't and when they when the show sent it to the critics they didn't either and i was like that's interesting. That does you so much. So, pardon my pun, ballsy. <laughs> it's so weird to me because, like, I'm a I'm a person who is a fan of all types of hip hop, but it wasn't until watching this episode that I ever thought of the fact that there's a whole subgenre that they can refer to as snap music, where it's literally rapping with a snap beat in the background and i'm like oh yeah laffy oh. taffy is absolutely snap music <laughs> like that was a crazy scene just crazy also i haven't heard that song in so long i thought it was perfectly placed of just this southern fret like that's the song they would choose like you know it has been immortalized because of this episode so like you said it's it's this dude who's just so desperately trying to make Paperboy be his friend. He was the worst. Hated him. Couldn't wait for him to get off the fucking Trying yeah. to wield his power. And he's just like, oh, you like snap music? G- guys, dance. Yeah. Dance. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, you and uh, Post Malone are my two favorite rappers. <laughs> <laughs> I find it so 
like it's like that guy turned around is such like you know a chody dude and then turned around and then uses his like like fake power that he has to like it's just I, I it blew my mind i'm like this guy's desperately desperately trying to fit in with these rappers while having a confederate flag yeah. behind them and then also also like then on a dime flipping to wield this power that he makes him feel like a king for two seconds mm-hmm. it's insane how people can be so so socially unaware is out of control like these people exist and that would be a situation that's insane and i hate that i hate when like i hate watching hazing i know oh it makes me like physically ill Mm -hmm. and i was kind of the same as you like i looked down and i looked up and there was just 12 penises on my screen and i was like ew (laughs) i want to look at this so for that scene they're observing this right they're observing what's happening and they're being pretty fucking chill about how like unchill this should be because in the pilot i mean he tries to like kill the guy like there was gunshots you know what i mean in the pilot at the end whatever they're like freaking out it seemed out of character for al to just be that chill and just be soaking and being like this is out of control but i'm just gonna let this happen is that normal did they work up to that doesn't he get in trouble with the law or something he's on probation so like he already has to sort of watch himself but then it's like weird because like helps his cred well i actually as a viewer wanted to know a little bit more about that and like how that was going to unfold a little bit. So that leads into now that we're talking about, I'm remembering that that also leads into like the episode with his barber where he's like trying his absolute best to like walk the line, not get in trouble with the law. I love, love, love that episode so much, especially because like of the the, the wild goose chase he goes on. It's phenomenal. It's also interesting. Um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but FX really is letting this however much time they need they're giving it to donald like it's been delayed so many times even not even just covid like the last season came out in 2018 right it's been a while yeah it's especially been a for bit. such short seasons like they must really respect and like there's a lot of respect on this show to just be like whenever you can make it we'll put it out and they're doing two seasons this year yeah. right i think so yeah uh, yeah the network knows they have a golden hand here. Yeah, they really said, I mean, Dave got up is on FX too, right? That got a lot yeah. of good buzz. I don't think that Donald Glover would want to just do a season three for the sake of doing season three. Like he would do a season three because there's more stories he wants to tell or more genres he wants to experiment. And like that again, like when you watch a bunch of the episodes, it is really fun to have like, like you said, like the wild goose chase episode with the barber is like basically like any type of screwball comedy from the 30s. But then you've got like Teddy Perkins, which is undeniably a horror movie. Like Mm -hmm. I said to you, it's it's basically Donald Glover doing a a Jordan Peele movie. Yeah. So like letting them experiment is so cool. What I truly love about the whole show is that it's the whole show. Every episode is like film school in a can. He doesn't follow like any sort of like act structure even sometimes the entire episode is spent at a restaurant in a conversation sometimes it's like crazy multiple locations it's it's just insane to me never know what's going to come out uh of every single episode so you know for i i I really hope we do get a third season out of it i mean there's so much content out there it's hard to keep it fresh so good for him good for him 
I will say there's two moments I wanted to shout out that I was just like, yup, uh, the feet prints on the ceiling, so fucking funny. And also the actual scene and how they shot her getting yeeted down the stairs by him like slow-mo and the song in the background i was like okay obviously this isn't funny but this is also very fucking funny (laughs) it's so good i was like oh no don't do it and also the way they did it with the slow-mo it's like oh you're using slow-mo for that that's breaking of and another like tension and release. Every scene has some sort of like built up tension release. The gun was freaking me out, but that was also very funny. The way he was acting with the gun was really funny. Like it was it was making me nervous. It was like the bang bang scene yeah. and th- this is the end or whatever. But I, I, I loved it, but I was like, oh, stop. I thought he was going to shoot through the front windshield or something. <laughs> I know. I think we nailed it. Yeah, I think yeah. we got everything we needed. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. You're the best. And I love that you guys break break down episodes like this. This is such a great concept. Love it. Love, hey, love, love. Open door whenever you want to come back. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> for sure. I can't wait to see you get with Mackenzie. <laughs> that wraps it up for today. Oh, yeah. I guess we should end it, huh? Kathleen is so flustered. I wish you guys saw how, like, flustered cheeks are. <laughs> I'm fucking dying. <laughs> That's so funny. He's so cute. I should have I should have fucking roasted you like you did with me with Joshua. I'm like, Kathleen said she wanted to kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was Mackenzie. <laughs> he is Kathleen so cute. Kathleen said that she wants to go by Mackenzie now, and we didn't know why, but now we know. <laughs> no, he was great. So charming. I hope you all enjoyed that episode. Stay tuned. Me. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for next week. <laughs> that was so cute. No touchy. No touchy. Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.